0: You're listening to Fucks Given, the one with me and Reed answering your questions.
1: I love it when you say that it sounds so good
0: <laughs> You're like, oh,
1: yeah <laughs> yeah because it's it's such like a nice intro it's like the one with this guest but like you carry on talking it sounds nice <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> so yeah this is one of our episodes where me and reed are giving you the space you the floor because we are asking Asking, answering your questions. Mm, We always get such wonderful questions and
1: stories into our email address, which is FKS given podcast at gmail.com took me a second um (laughs) and we love to answer your questions in these like little cute bite-sized sti which is sexually transmitted
0: information podcast episodes yeah because we get quite a lot of questions in so these episodes really allow us to give you guys the time and space to actually yeah get your questions into the show yeah your two little agony aunts True and agony answer, right? That will be question one then.
1: So, I got a question. Um, it's really short and cute. Um, and it's from a bloke, it looks like. I have a stupidly high sex drive and just wondering how the hell do I calm it down. The slightest thing my girlfriend does, and I'm ready to get all riled up. And when I don't, it can send me into foul moods.
0: Ooh, high sex drives can actually be problematic sometimes. Yeah, like break because, relationships. Yeah, because if you don't have the same sex drive as your partner, it's actually really hard. It's really hard work to like yeah. keep things like fresh, th- keep things going. It's hard um, for both of you because it's hard yeah. for one person being like, I'm not getting my needs
1: met and I uh-huh. want to feel desired and fulfilled and satisfied. And the other person could feel like a bad partner because they're not giving those needs especially if it's like a cause of arguments both Florence and I have experienced that with long-term relationships and I think it doesn't always just happen in long-term relationships Mm. but it it is definitely a struggle and it can it can be make or break for the relationship oh yeah
0: one of the most important things I would look for in a partner now is having the same sex drive just because it's it is what ruined my last relationship basically Mm. that 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 was the be all and end all uh, amongst other stuff I guess but like it was what it was the most important thing like the most the biggest reason I left that relationship it's because I was not getting laid I was gonna say but we are two massive sluts and uh, we love (laughs) to get laid Um, yeah we just have high libidos which is the same as this guy here um and is there any way to calm down your libido Masturbate? it's really hard to say
1: I mean it depends on how much it's affecting you because I think there are ways that you can get through it and that you can make it work but it's whether or not that's sustainable yeah. Um I think that obviously having a conversation with your partner and saying that and, and basically laying down the law and saying that this is a real problem for you, and it's something that's yeah. playing on your mind, helps them understand. Because if you're, if you end up just having arguments about it, or if you're just like, "Why are we not having sex again?" Which is well, how I was. I was just getting angry at him for um, not wanting to have sex with yeah, me, right. which is horrible as well. That's not yeah, the right not way rude. to behave. It's got to be a sit down conversation of like, right, I'm really struggling with this. Like, how can we rectify it? Yeah. And even seeing a
0: sex therapist, if that's where you are. That's what I was going to say. It, mm. I, I think like if you're at a stage where anything your girlfriend does turns you on and makes you want to have sex, that is quite extreme yeah. to like have like the smallest things set you off because if you're in a relationship you don't like you don't want to have sex with your partner like constantly and like you should be able to kind of uh, like I don't know like just get over that feeling that hump of like being turned on I Mm. mean it's okay to be turned on by your partner like think oh my god they look so sexy that's really hot but if you're literally like dick is like really hard like at every single thing and Mm. you're Mm. wanting to actually be like i want to fuck like all the time then i would definitely go and talk to a sex and relationships therapist maybe Mm. even a doctor
1: depends on age as well if you know if you're really young and uh, going through a teenage phase it Mm. could just be like the ultimate horn and it's trying to figure out how to get around that um, that's respectful to your partner. So if you can, if you're really horny, go off and wank somewhere and yeah. go and have your, your needs met. Um, I think that's probably one of the reasons why Thomas and I did become uh, non-monogamous was because like the sex for us was, I mean, we talked about it a hell of a lot, but I wanted more sex than I was being treated to. And I think it, yeah, it really, there. there was a, there's a lot of conversation that has to be had And even then, we saw a sex therapist and that didn't necessarily work out for us. And now we're living in separate houses and fucking other people. and it's the best
0: thing we've ever done. Yeah, I I guess there's loads of different things that you can do, like open Mm -hmm. relationship, non-monogamy. And that doesn't have to be non-monogamy, like you both are fucking other people. It could be uh, threesomes, like sex parties, or even just one of you going to sex parties. But... If you do have a high libido and your partner has a low one, then it is a conversation and it's something that you have to decide whether you are going to work on this or not. Mm -hmm. Question number two. I feel awkward asking this, but I'm scared of using birth control items. I'm still a virgin and feel awkward and embarrassed to talk to my mum about the pill or other birth control. I want to have sex, but only with condoms. Do you think that this is a bad idea? I'm scared of the effects of birth control, but I don't want to end up pregnant. I think this question really depends on how old you are. Yeah. Because I wouldn't suggest not being on birth control if you are say like 16 plus like basically any age that you wouldn't want to get pregnant
1: yeah i mean I, I i think a lot of us go on birth control at a very young age anyway yeah I think 16 17 is generally around the yeah. time if not younger uh-huh. um, especially if you're sexually active but it's understandable that you feel awkward and uncomfortable about it because you know it's it's hard to have conversations like that oh, because God. yeah like you the the first thing you think about with contraception is sex and also having that conversation with your parents saying that you want to go on contraception makes makes you think that they think that you're having all this sexual fun which you might be but also contraception is there for other reasons that you could maybe yeah. play upon and you know if if you have skin <laughs> conditions a lot of people get put on the contraceptive pill if you're you know wanting to just monitor your periods a bit more if uh-huh. they're a little bit crazy and out of hand yeah. um you could maybe go into the conversation like that and always asking for advice I think's quite a nice go
0: in because it's- yeah, parents want to be asked for advice they want they want you to look true. up to them that is true but also you can go to your doctor and not talk to your parents about getting birth control I'm yeah. pretty sure when I was 17 I went to the doctor and was just like hey can I have the pill I'm <sighs> seeing this guy and I think we want to have sex once I turn 18 oh that's so nice That's so <laughs> sweet. although I, I yeah, mean I would. me up it depends
1: how close <laughs> he hooked you up, and that's all doctor, and also <laughs> yeah. that's like very responsible to go and do that like th- uh-huh. that means that you are looking after your sexual health and you do care yeah. about like your future and what mm-hmm. might happen and yeah there's there's nothing bad that can come from looking after your sexual health like that, especially yeah. because condoms like they're 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 good, but they they're not always a hundred percent you know like there are so many accidents that can happen, with yeah. Condoms yeah there are because they can split like snap off fall off even yeah they i had a condom fall off inside me and he pulled out and he didn't have it on and i had to go in there and fish it out i was like
0: happened to me the first time this year as well whoa what is that whoa i like they have to like go like scientific and like really try like get it out out.
1: yeah I, i i honestly it's i mean it's definitely to do with penis size and condom size it's yeah. like t-shirts you have to find the right condom that fits the right you know that penis otherwise yeah. they ping off whether they're too big or too small
0: mm-hmm. um i wouldn't have come off birth control if i was younger in my early 20s or in my teens i the reason i came off my birth control was because i was having thyroid issues mm. and it was like one of those other like like in external like hormones coming into my body and i was just like okay let's just get rid of all these hormones coming to my body i went vegan as well yeah but um i and then i also i was in a relationship like a long-term relationship with someone that i thought i was gonna like have kids with so it was not the end of the world if Mm. i did get pregnant Mm -hmm. and now i just Obviously, I'm not on it anymore because of my thyroid conditions, but I think if I didn't have my thyroid, I'd really honestly think about going back on birth control because I am, if I sleep with a randomer, like right now, I'm not in a relationship, so I wouldn't want to get pregnant necessarily, but I'm also nearly 30, so if I did get pregnant, like, I would have the kid probably.
1: Yeah, I mean... uh contraception is really there just to be that added protection of not getting pregnant and it yeah. doesn't work for everybody you know that like i i'm off of contraception as well and i've i feel like my hormones are back on track and my mental health's back on track but mm. it's it um contraception can really work for us yeah. when we're younger when we are when we are messing around i mean i yeah. i would go on contraception even if i was just having a fling with somebody it doesn't have right. to be in a relationship because i'm going to be able to you know have condom like condom sex sex without condoms yeah but it doesn't work for everyone and there are so many contraceptive options as well so many back in the day it was just microgynon and that was it that's that's the the standard uk version but now there are so many different types of pills there are you know coils implants rings Uh patches um and it is a long process but finding out which chemical works for, for your you. body because we're all chemically different anyway can yeah. be really beneficial but just keep keep on top of things you know make sure that yeah you are doing it right and yet don't fuck up on your pill like
0: I used Mm -hmm. to do and that that would send you crazy yeah Um, well I I was always on the pill and the pill worked for me like so well like I never had any issues with the pill the only reason I came off it was because of my thyroid Mm. and that was just something that had happened like in my like late 20s which I don't know if it had anything to do with the pill but I was on the pill for like 11 years or like yeah. 10 years long time i've, I've yeah. done the same
1: except my body's the opposite and hated every single contraception i was on
0: yeah yeah but that, that the thing is one will work for you there yeah. will be something that works yeah. for you so the definitely just go great. to your yeah go to your doctors go to your local Planned parenthood or your local sti clinic sexual health clinic even mm.
1: um oh. Oh, well, we've, uh, I was going to say, it depends on how close you are to your family and to your mum as well. Like, I don't know if I would feel comfortable not having my mum know just because of the relationship that we had. Yeah. and And if you talk to them about it and say, like, I think this is the best option for me. Then all you can do is is yeah share what your share your truth share your thoughts, yeah. not do it in an argument. And if they have a problem with it, then that's on them. That's not on you. That's their insecurities. That's their fear of you know their their young daughter having sex. But yeah. you should be like mum. You know I'm being a responsible adult here, and I want to do this right, and I want to do this with your help, and that can hopefully hopefully help your argument. I have faith. You can do this. I believe in you. Or just.
2: This is a this is an advert from BetterHelp Therapy Online. This is an ad from BetterHelp Therapy Online.
0: Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get like
2: This is a this is an advert from BetterHelp Therapy Online. This is an ad from BetterHelp Therapy Online.
0: Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get like So I also wanted to get in some of your sex stories, because sometimes we do not have time to read them out on the episode. So this sex story is, I'm writing to you about a situation that has happened to me during lockdown. This is pretty relevant. (sighs) I'm a 22 year old gal and with a lack of interaction with my friends and people during the pandemic, I decided to give Tinder passport a try with good encouragement from my two best friends so I did and I started having fun and chatting with a few guys one of these guys was a really kind person and since the beginning there was great chemistry and the conversation kept going on between us after a few weeks we exchanged the platform to Instagram and kept talking everything was fun we were getting to know each other and even started doing video calls and had a good time together nevertheless there's a downside to the good stuff they told me that they wanted to meet in person but given the pandemic situation this was impossible and they kept telling me several times that they wanted to come it is literally traveling to the other side of the continent I I told them to stop telling me false promises many times and they agreed that they would stop Even so, we kept talking and the mood changed from friendly banter to sexy stuff, and we ended up doing late video calls and masturbating long distance together. Being honest, that's been one of the hottest experiences in my life until now. It was real good fun. But they started telling me again about wanting to meet in real life and blah, 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 till the point that I decided I wasn't going to believe their words. But from my side of things, there was a sudden change of heart. And without knowing, I began falling for them and also no. obsessing with them. Oh, no. My mental health has been a whole roller coaster during lockdown. Yes. This is a.
2: This is an advert from BetterHelp Therapy Online. This is an ad from BetterHelp Therapy Online.
0: Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get like... Matched. Just fill out... come say hi and they've been a good support during my worst episodes which i am truly glad for but i spoke with them after talking to my therapist and told them i had to take a step back take a look at things because this dynamic was hurting me and that i wouldn't be talking to them after i took my time for self-care Which I've been doing for almost a month without speaking to them and taking my time as my own. Talking with my friends again, enjoying video games, reading, activities I dropped because of my whole free time was given to them. I know, my huge mistake. Mm. Suddenly, I'm feeling like talking to them again, but I don't truly know if I'm ready because of the past feelings I had developed for them. Something tells me that there isn't the right time, but anxiety is a hell of a bitch and I'm in conflict." I'd sincerely like to hear your thoughts and advice on this situation lovely ladies oh babe that's so difficult this is actually it's like, a question yeah it is a, <laughs> it's like a rounded
1: off story to question yeah um it's one of those like horrible life lessons that you almost have to go through like these are the important yeah. things that we have to have to deal with and I don't think there's anything wrong with when you're in a right mental health space to go back to this person. But you are at huge risk of falling back
0: back into old habits and patterns again that's the thing is that it's really hard to shake those like feelings once Mm -hmm. you've had them before and like what you just need to be really direct with what you want from this Mm -hmm. like really look deep inside yourself and think what is it that you want right now from a connection from a partner do you want real life intimacy if so that's not obviously going to be an option because they live like not in your local area like you really need to think and although it's hard because I I really cannot talk in these situations like I (laughs) I'm like I know what's best for me I will not contact this person again and then what do I do like a week or three weeks later I call them and meet up with them oh my Um, god yeah so I can't really talk and I know you're just gonna do what you want to do at the time Mm, and that's also okay because you do have to learn you have to learn from your own mistakes and you're not gonna learn from not Doing what you want to do, it's yeah. it's hard because you you will always think, oh, what if like this happened or I don't know. Well, it's like people could warn you, people could tell you uh-huh. it's straight,
1: but you're never yeah. gonna take it in unless you do it and learn from you, for yourself. Exactly. um I mean, think about the situation without the pandemic. If this was like pandemicless times and you were still yeah. dating this person and chatting to this person, would you end up meeting up? Would you actually, you know, yeah. fall in love? One person moves to you or you move there or I mean uh, have a look at this situation without all those other factors in it did sound like that you were relying on this person a lot to help your mental health and making yourself more reclusive reclusive away from like your activities and hobbies and seeing your actual friends um which we've all fucking done we've
0: all yeah we've all been in those relationships
1: yeah for sure and especially
0: around that age yeah i think i probably even did that during this lockdown with quarantine bay because Mm. i really used him as like my main support network for everything that was going on in my life whether that was like pandemic anxieties Mm. work stress Uh, family stuff I just because we spoke to each other every single night so obviously they became like this huge support and like when he stepped away from me it's been absolutely devastating for me and I never experienced so much pain in my life from like an emotional like heartbreak Mm. so you do have to be really wary of like what you're getting yourself into because I walked into that kind of knowing knowingly like eyes wide open that like I was in a casual situation where someone didn't want a relationship and I thought I didn't want a relationship either started falling in love with them Mm -hmm. even told them that that I loved them and still thought like oh you know what like he's not going anywhere so like it's okay to feel these feelings and to feel like the attachment and then then you don't expect them to back away but they sometimes do and it is devastating yeah especially when it's so intense and it sounds like you had like both you and this person
1: have had such an intense relationship where basically it was just you and them and everything else fizzled out so when you don't have that anymore it's like you forget how to live and how to be normal and it's It's hard to do, but it's really important to not give your absolute everything to somebody um, because it's it's keeping your independence, keeping yourself a little part of yourself to To yourself you know keeping right. keeping your uh, I don't know what to call it but like you know yourself to your friends or yourself to your uh-huh. work um instead of just making them your whole
0: entire life because that's that's what shocks you that's what- that's so important um and I think like maybe if you were to talk to them again like maybe keep it to one day a week like that you video call or like don't make it an everyday thing don't make it a regular thing make it like a one-off here and there like if you were if you really did want to get back in touch with them mm. obviously you're just gonna you're gonna do whatever your heart desires and yeah. don't feel guilty for that I think that's th- and a lot of a lot of your friends might make you feel guilty for that um yeah because they're like yeah. but you like, I think that's why like read I loved your advice that you gave me like recently because you were like like I know that you shouldn't have done that but like I'm also like here for you and mm. like if you needed to do that you needed to do it Thanks. I I don't remember saying that. (laughs) You did, and it actually like I think it almost brought a tear to my eye because I was like, "That's the sort of advice that you need from a friend. Mm. Like, that's a true friend." Because I think a lot of people come from like a very protective like standpoint and we could be we could be saying this you could be like no fuck him like he's just gonna like help break your heart he's gonna like yeah. like but at the same time we know what it's like to be in that situation we've so we, all we, done we, it exactly. we've
1: all been stupid and we all like like to give out and dish out the advice but then right. we don't take it ourselves when we're uh-huh. in that situation yeah um so yeah you you do what you gotta do hun and it's very possible like your heart might be broken and uh, or this might go positively it might be a great life experience
0: i think just bear in mind everything that we've said and like what could happen but i think you know i think you know Mm -hmm. deep down what could happen and yeah just you know play it safe try and be as safe and make sure you have time for yourself as well Question four, I hope you don't mind me emailing you. I have a piece about the fact that I am blind and I visit escorts and how it gives me a reason to be alive. Yes, baby. Everyone deserves intimacy. Everyone deserves a sex life. Hello, I'm writing this because I'm very concerned about people's opinions and ideas of being an escort or someone visiting an escort. I am concerned that it become illegal to do so or to pay for sex. I visit escorts and I will explain why and as long as they are consenting happy and safe and you treat them with respect I think it should be perfectly acceptable and legal for me it is a real lifeline it is like therapy I mean we are pro-sex work right (laughs) very pro-sex
1: work um all over the world especially for people who need it as a lifeline especially for people who are disabled Um, we had an amazing person on called Andrew Gerza and he just opened our eyes to the world of sex and disability and sex work and he is pro-sex work and and just the way he described it and talked about it it's like it it isn't just sex work it isn't just about sex it's about Mm. feeling like you're like a human.
0: Yeah some people are not able to go out and date and meet people and have sex in in your average like situation it's just not possible for everyone and sex work is a lifeline for a lot of people and sex work is like therapy i don't think that sex work
1: will be made illegal um not in the uk but i know that it is there are complicated laws that do make sex work harder to obtain yeah um, and harder to have for example like you can't you can you can take money for sex and for sexual acts, but you couldn't do it in the same house as somebody else taking money for sexual acts because that would be a brothel they've got some really fucking weird laws
0: yeah I mean there's a lot of interesting like conversations around it like when we were talking to Magara in an episode previously about what's happening in Scotland right now Mm. where they are trying to criminalise people that are paying which will mean that it's obviously harder for people to pay for sex workers but a lot of the time these laws try and come in and they don't get accepted Mm -hmm. so this is what happened in London like a couple of years ago I think um and it didn't go through like it's I think it's the Nordic um scheme or something that they try and get over here but it hasn't gone through yet so i don't think that we are in danger but it's also it's one of those things that people just need to be talking about sex work and making sex work um normalized normalized Mm. yeah it should just be a
1: part of like uh, us like you know you go get your hair hair done mm. you go and go to the cinema um you go and pay for a fuck it should just be that normal it's a service that people are paying for it's not it's not disgusting. It's it's got such a bad rep and a bad stigma around
0: it. Yeah, well, um, it's because sex is t- like it, sex still has a stigma around it. So yeah. like them paying for sex is like even more stigmatized, Which but it just mad. shouldn't be. <laughs>
1: And, you know, something as simple as, like, therapy still has bad stigma around it. It's like, oh, yeah. you're seeing a therapist and you must be crazy. You know, it's like, oh, you're seeing a sex worker, then you must be, like, bad at sex or you must not get girls. Like, it's not It's nothing like that. And yeah. it is just because we haven't had this open conversation about it. We haven't talked about it. It hasn't been it's always in the media as well sex workers are depicted as you know like it like drug addicts and Mm -hmm. have loads of issues or there's a lot of trafficking issues or you know um there is a pimp involved and that's all illegal stuff but there are a lot of sex workers out there that do it by the book that are Mm -hmm. completely well and love what they do and adore yeah
0: I mean, sex work is not going to go anywhere. It's one of those jobs that has been around since the dawn of time when people started like exchanging money for services. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not going anywhere. Like, sex work is always going to be here, and people are always going to be sex workers. It is a profession that people enjoy doing or they do because of like certain life situations. Mm -hmm. People deserve sex no matter who you are how exactly. different you are
1: how abled you are you everyone deserves the right to sex and sex workers like
0: allow, allow that to happen yeah so we, yeah. Are, we are everyone should be able to have sex that wants to have sex it's actually ridiculous that something should get in the way yeah we, we, we have always been super pro sex worker as you as you can tell like we always have sex worker guests on the show like we've done sex work ourselves yeah baby uh, and yeah we like it is just a very respected profession in in our eyes and we will always keep up the conversation about sex work and we will always be on sex worker's side and we'll be there fighting for you guys
1: yeah situate yourself around people and your community and around um, a support network that do have the same viewpoints of you on sex work you know find out when the next protest is and get yourself in 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 the media and what's going on in the sex workers laws because that is what helps Mm. us i know it's a massive worry that we will criminalize it over here and it's like there's always a risk that it might happen but we really really highly we will be there protesting if that happens get get involved with that
0: (laughs) yeah but thank you so much for writing in with your story i think it's a super important subject to touch upon so thank you for bringing that to our attention
1: we hope this episode has been fun. I know it. I know it's gotten a little like serious at the end, but that's because we just feel so passionately about it. And yeah. we really appreciate everyone who's written us stories and questions. And hopefully we will do another STI episode where yeah. we answer more of them.
0: Yeah, please email your questions into fksgivenpodcasts at gmail.com. And your question might feature on the show
1: yeah baby also we have an exciting announcement we have just launched our patreon our new shiny sparkling fucks given patreon
0: so excited yeah so go and join that for the exclusive content and maybe some merch drops exclusive
1: stuff (laughs) nice one nice one Florence (laughs) we actually were talking today about our personal sex lives for the Patreon so if you find out if you want to find out what Florence and I have been getting up to like um the heartbreak situation and like all the sex i've been having and there's there's a that's kind of really brutal just yeah, like yeah, i'm having a great time and, and, and you're going through shit like i'm so <laughs> fucking hell
0: i mean that is the brutal truth that so. is the
1: brutal truth i'm so sorry
0: <laughs> oh. woe is me you're having heartbreak and my vagina's getting broken into how about that <laughs> yeah literally okay everyone so remember to rate this podcast leave us a review and subscribe if you have not already Mm, share this around if you think any of
1: what we said might be useful to your friends or family as well as you can follow us on Instagram at uh, come curious follow our personal podcast read amber x and florence bark as well as our you know you can check us out and watch us on YouTube under the same thing. come curious and you will hear us
0: next week,
1: curious fuckers. Or if you sign up to the Patreon, then sooner. <gasps> Woo! Lucky bitches.